This next story, I mean, this is this is a story that is being watched around the world and involves our prime minister. And our next guest has a thing or two to say about it because he was nearly beaten to death, suffering upwards of 94 stitches to his head, even had to have his hands kind of rebuilt. It was 1985 when Ujjal Dessange, a one-time liberal MP and an ex-premier of BC, was targeted for his outspoken views against Sikh extremists. And the man accused of carrying out that near-fatal attack is the same man, now hanging out with the Trudeau delegation, being photographed with the Prime Minister's wife, who apparently got an invite to a state dinner in Delhi, and who has deep ties within the Liberal Party. The same man who also, we should mention, was convicted of almost killing a visiting Punjabi minister and then convicted of fraud. So when Mr. Dessange saw his picture surface, of course he was stunned. Caught my attention. He said, quote, Do we have no shame? Khalistan has seeped deep into the veins of this administration. Glad to have him along to tell his story. Ujjal Dessange jo- uh, joins me now. Thank you for joining me. Good to be with you. All right. I want to I want to get from your perspective. Take me through just so people um, who may not be familiar with the attack that you suffered of how bad it was. Well, it was, um, you know, it was in late in the evening, um, standing in near my car trying to get into it. I was attacked. Uh, uh, I didn't even know I was going to be attacked. I didn't see it coming. I turned around. I, I heard some footsteps. Turned around, a man standing next to me with uh, his hands raised, um, uh, holding, uh, clutching uh, an iron bar uh, with a bolt attached to uh, the um, one of the ends. And um, he thumped me uh, in quick succession several times. And uh, I put my hand up. Uh, after the first couple of uh, blows, and um, um, and eventually my law partner uh, just coincidentally came out of um, the office and saw that and screamed, and the man ran away. <clears throat> and um, if that hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't be talking to you today. So obviously, you have a very raw emotion, uh, and had to, as you say, be stunned to see. Mr. Atwell then appearing with our Prime Minister. I was stunned, I think, you know, more for other reasons than personal reasons. Of course, personal reasons are always there. You can try and detach yourself from the situation, but it's always there. But I was more stunned, actually, at the idiocy of, of, of it all, that you have a convicted criminal who um, is uh, hobnobbing with the Canadian political elite um, in uh, a country where we have taken him or at least allowed him to be part of the various receptions uh, where we're trying to impress the other government that we have nothing to do with these people like these. Um, And that, I think, uh, shocked me more, that he got through the security checkup and he got through the political uh, tests and uh, was there um, uh, taking pictures with uh, Mrs. Trudeau and uh, with other ministers. And I, you know, I was I was shocked. Um, I hold no animosity towards him, no personal grudge. I've you know, been there, done that, life happens. Um, but it, it, it bothered me that, um, that we've become so insensitive to these issues and so incompetent in determining what's in the best interest of Canada in terms of international relations or even internal politics. 
Right. And so you say, and I think people are now crediting you, and I should mention for our audience, I mean, you are a liberal. I mean, this was your party. Um, so it, is. it's still not still a partisan issue for you. This was your no, party. No. This this goes beyond party. This goes beyond uh, any one MP. Um, what I have been noticing over the years, uh, the, the political parties, all of them, uh, to a certain extent, but the liberals, to a larger extent, um, have been cavorting and associating with uh, uh, with the Khalistani separatists who want to dismember India. There's no demand for that in India. There's more demand for it in in Canada uh, or the U.S. or the U.K. And um, and our politicians have been simply um, fobbing this off by saying, "Oh, this is free speech." That's fine insofar as that goes, if it was only limited to that. What's happened over the last many years is that various political parties, in fact, all major political parties federally, some more, some less, have associated with these elements in processions, in parades, at temples, at functions, where Khalistan is promoted. That's the dismemberment of India, a separate Sikh state, uh, where violent murderers like the Air India bomber, Tulvinder Pramar, per- portraits of men like that, the violent murderers are hung around the parade floats or in the temples, and they're glorified as heroes. We, the politicians, go to those stages, go to those parades, we speak Mm -hmm. there, and therefore we lend legitimacy to that demand for the dismemberment of India. And India has finally gotten mad enough to say this is no longer acceptable in the name of free speech. They can have free speech, but you as uh, responsible politicians of the country should understand that it means you're actually supporting dismemberment of India if you stand with them when they make those speeches. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think you bring some excellent points to the table. The fact that we have politicians that are willing to flirt with extremism just to get the vote um, at the risk of uh, tarnishing our reputation in the world um, and alienating local communities, including the Sikh community, the mainstream Sikh community. Those who lost family members on that Air India bombing must be appalled by this. Absolutely, they are. And and uh, and. The fact is that the vast majority of Sikhs um, have never, ever uh, wanted um, to dismember India. And you have a small minority, but a vocal minority, an intimidating minority at times. And uh, they end up taking over temples because other people simply go to the temple to worship, not to control it. And, um, And so these are issues that our politicians have been aware of, and they've been neglecting uh, uh, to see the reality, um, you know, I, I don't know whether you remember. I remember I was in Britain then in 1967. I remember Charles de Gaulle coming to Canada and raising the uh, specter of Quebec independence in terms of the slogan he raised, and uh, most Canadians were upset, and he had to leave right away. And I think that 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 all. People are sensitive, and Indians are equally sensitive to the unity and integrity of their country, particularly after the partition of 1947, where 14 million people perished in the violence that ensued um, after new borders were imposed. Um, and uh, and Indians are very sensitive, and they're never going to allow India to be ever divided again. And if Canada wants to have good relations with India, no matter which political party is in power, they're going to have to disavow any support, direct and indirect, 
for uh, separatist elements. And we haven't done that. Prime Minister Trudeau is now doing that, but at the same time is hiding under free speech. And and I think he needs to understand that free, the, all the Khalistanis can stand uh, you know, on, uh, at all of the um, various street corners in this country and ask for Khalistan. I have no problem. I couldn't. Legally, they're allowed to do that. But if my prime minister and politicians and members of parliament and cabinet ministers stand with them at their processions, at their parades, when they glorify murderers, uh, then I have a problem. And then I think the country like India would have a problem, too. Um, I want to play you something because obviously this this did catch the attention of uh, local media in India. There's no question that the government there has noticed this. And Mr. Uh, Trudeau was forced to come out and explain how this man not only got a visa into the country, but was part of the delegation. Take a listen to his response today. I I certainly think uh, we made it very, very clear that uh, our stance in favor of a united India, uh, our stance in favor of uh, uh, countering violent uh, extremism is... uh, strongly held and consistent within our government. So, you know, here's the problem. Um, Mr. Trudeau has been uh, warned or spoken to a couple of times by Mr. Modi about the concerns. Has this damaged our relations with India? Well, I think he set off on the right foot by having a couple of his ministers disavow any connections with the Khalistanis. Um, Then they go to India and they poke the chief minister of the state of Punjab, the only majority Sikh state in India, they poke that chief minister in the eye by saying, oh, you were supposed to take us around the Golden Temple. We don't want to meet with you. Um, And then they had to mend that fence that they had breached. Uh, After mending that fence, I thought everything would go swimmingly. And then this political bombshell happened mm-hmm. uh, in the form of Mr. Atwal showing up uh, at the Bombay reception. And I think that, that the fault is not that of the MP. And, and MPs can send in a list. You don't automatically uh, send invites to a list that an MP sends you. You have the RCMP, you have the High Commission, you have the Prime Minister's office, you have resources. We are a G7 country. Uh, you know, we should be doing those those checks, both political and security checks, to advance our interests as a country. And I think that, uh, that we failed in this regard. And so will this con- will this uh, nag Mr. Trudeau? I mean, we've now had the Aga Khan situation. We have had the Josh Boyle situation. So there is a question of judgment and whether or not this prime minister has any judgment at all. Well, you know, I'm a federal liberal. I, I hope it doesn't haunt him. I hope that he learns from it and rectifies the situation on all the counts that you've talked about. Uh, he's taken some steps to deal with the Aga Khan issue. I don't know what steps he's taken to deal with the Joshua Boyle situation. I mean, that was strange. Uh, and this is strange as well, or stranger. And therefore, uh, he has to actually put in some processes and, and programs in place within his own office and uh, ask the RCMP to beef up the screening process and have some good political hands at screening people when we go to foreign countries on trade trips. Thanks for your insight. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you. That is Ujol Dusange joining us tonight. Um, there's no question there are going to be lots of questions for the Prime Minister when he gets back.